Snescapades, a chronological journey through the North American Super Nintendo library with a few pit stops along the way. We play them briefly, we judge them harshly, we rank them. That is pretty much all you need to know. I am Steampunk Link. And I am Emmy Zero. And folks, we've got quite an episode today. We've got your aliens. We got your predators. We got your Draculas. We got your boxers. I don't know what else you could possibly want. Probably a better game starring any of those, I think, would be good. Um, that's just like a note I have. I don't know, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just, yeah, that's, that's just a thought. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. We were we were also thinking about, like, is this the only time we're going to get play, to play a game as Keanu Reeves? Because yeah. that's sad if this is what we're stuck with. Yeah, it is. Definitely. Uh, I don't know. It seems like there's, you know, we were kind of going through it before, and I feel like there's a little bit of a lack of playable Keanu's in this time period um, yeah. because he wasn't really in a lot of franchises right now that would have like lent themselves to it. I think, you know, he'd already done Bill and Ted, but that was kind of over. Matrix wouldn't come along until the end of the decade. Um, and yeah, like it's kind of hard to make like a game out of like speed. We got some games. I don't, I, I guess we're going to start with boxing. Cause I, I think, uh, I think we, we've got to make a, a pretty painful decision yeah, here today. Let's just go for it. So what do we got? What do we got with this box? Uh, so this boxing game, this is called uh, Boxing Legends of the Ring, and this comes to us from publisher Electro Brain, who we may have talked about back when we discussed Best of the Best. I'm not actually sure, but there isn't a whole lot to say about them. Uh, they were an American company based out of Salt Lake City, Utah. They seem to have about two dozen games and change to their name. They were established in 1987, released their first game, which was Puss in Boots for the NES in 1990, released games mostly on Nintendo systems, uh, although they did have Genesis ports of Best of the Best and Boxing Legends of the Ring uh, come out at some point. Um, aside from their NES and SNES releases, they also put out a number of games on Game Boy. They only put out two games on the Nintendo 64. That would be Dual Heroes and Star Soldier Vanishing Earth. Uh, they released both of those in 1998, and that seemingly bankrupted the company. So uh, that's that was also their last two games. I've definitely never heard of either of those games, <laughs> so they could not have been that successful because I feel like one of the things about being a person who owned a Nintendo 64 is you were hyper aware of every game coming out because there were only like a couple every month. Yeah, I mean, the Nintendo 64 ended up with less than half the library in North America as the Super Nintendo yeah. did. So, uh yeah, the fact that there are N64 games that I am not entirely aware of, they're the, I, I certainly cannot picture these two in my head just by looking at the titles. Yeah, that's that's not saying... It's not a great sign. Yeah. yeah. Nope, not a good look. But uh, one interesting thing about this game in particular is that uh, it was released in Mexico and parts of the Southwest United States as Chavez 2 uh, rather oh. than Boxing Legends of the Ring. So, yeah, it was branded uh, after uh, the boxer Julio Cesar Chavez Gonzalez, uh, who okay. is not in the version of the game that the rest of North America got for some reason. Genuinely interesting. Yeah, I did not know. I I would not have expected that. I'm also kind of surprised he isn't in this game because I feel like he is a famous enough boxer that I at least know know of him and this game's whole sort of deal is here's some fairly famous boxers yeah i'm surprised they didn't just put him on the cover uh, everywhere across, right yeah all of north america and just have yeah. him be one of the boxers in there but also you might be uh wondering about the title chavez 2 because this is not the first boxing game for the super nintendo that got a Chavez coat of paint over it uh, in certain territories. Um, Riddick Bow Boxing was actually really? Chavez 1. Yes, in uh, in Mexico, and I, I think, again, in, in parts of uh, the Southwest United States. That's very so, funny. Yeah, so obviously just replacing Riddick Bow with, uh, with Chavez. So, huh. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, very, um, yeah. Probably more interesting than most other stuff you could say about this game. <laughs> <honestly>. Yeah. <laughs> because so, I, mean, I, I didn't get a ton out of this one. 
No, no. We um, we talked about this a little bit when we were discussing the last issue of Nintendo Power because we saw the screenshots that looked pretty impressive. And I mean, this game does look very impressive. The yeah, boxers are yeah. huge on the screen, which is very, oh, yeah. very cool. Absolutely. Um, they are a little puppety. You know, they're a little like kind of jib jabby looking, I think. Uh, yeah. You know, I, mean, but I, I guess I, I was kind of expecting of the, that. <laughs> yeah. Well, me too. But yeah. I mean, I think that's sort of the, the caveat for how good these look because like they're huge like they fill up so much of the screen you know i think that that's that's a thing that you could say maybe carries over from best of the best is that game was actually had really nice presentation and this does too uh you know it it looks really good i feel like this game to me feels almost a little more like a like a modern sports game than than what we're used to seeing on the Super Nintendo. Like you've got, you know, kind of a create a boxer feature. You got several different modes. There's like a career, a single match and a a thing where you uh, just uh, selecting one of the like famous boxers that's in this game and fighting as them against a different famous boxer. So, you know, it's that kind of like the, you know, a limited smorgasbord, but a smorgasbord of content, um, you know, so that's all good. Also, when I was trying to figure out how to play this game effectively, I was looking at the instruction manual online and uh, this instruction manual hates me. Uh, it hates yeah. you. Did you read any of it? <laughs> oh, I did. Yeah, I read. No, because, OK, so this is the thing we should say. And this is part, I think, going to be part of my process, at least for this uh -huh. show going forward. A great project was just completed where all of the instruction manuals for every uh, like Western release Super Nintendo game have been posted online in an Internet Archive yes. uh, directory. So they're all there now. So every game now I'm going to at least make an attempt to get what I can out of the instruction manual before I start playing the game. And I did that with this and it really didn't help. No, it didn't help. But boy, does to the people who wrote that instruction manual think you're a you are a chump for buying this game. Oh, honestly. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. OK, kid, you're not you don't have what it takes to be a box, you know, and all, all this like and it just it never lets up throughout the entire manual. Uh huh. You you shouldn't even try this mode because you're just gonna mess it up. It's it's yeah. That it kind is of like tone. a is a terminal overdose of of chewed. I think. <laughs> yes, you know? very much. Like really, which like for a game that is, I think, trying to have a slightly the game itself is trying to have a fairly like classy presentation is really odd. Okay, here let me just re read part of this uh, this opening here. So you think you. So you think you have what it takes? Right. Sure you do. Let me rephrase the question then. We have assembled some of the finest boxers who have ever stepped between the ropes, and you think you'll prance right into the ring and become a legend? Walk away while you still can, kiddo. You're way out of your league. Let me tell you about some of these gentlemen, and hopefully you'll understand why you're drowning before you've even entered the water. See, I think everything <laughs> from this time period was a little bit in your face, or, or most things were. Um, yeah. But, like, I, this this feels genuinely a little off-putting. Like, it feels like too much of this right up front, you know? <laughs> person who was writing this was was overworked they they just said hey look we got to get the instruction manual out now so just write something and, and they they maybe injected some of their bitterness about about that harsh deadline into this i don't know uh, yeah or they or they just didn't my, my my read on it is is actually more that like they were trying for a thing here but had no idea how to do it so they really went overboard with it like, I don't know. A thing I noticed about all three of these instruction manuals um, is that the the kind of like voice in them is really indistinguishable from like ad copy, you know, <laughs> like in your face, like, you know, 90s attitude, like just all over. And like, that's fine for an ad. But I think when that's just like the voice that's telling you about the game itself for like 20 pages, it's a little much and it's really too much in this one. Uh, here, here it is uh, in a section about exhibition mode. It is now too late to turn back. Got butterflies? We thought so. If you need instructions concerning the control pad, read page 27 of the book, which is presently in your sweaty little hands. Love it. Love it. <laughs> cool.
I think this is a this is a good package all together. Like this is well put together for what it is, but this really does kind of reinforce for me the the fact that like um for me at least like the way that Nintendo approached making a boxing game when they did Punch Out is 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 the only way I'm really interested in in this sport as a video game because Nintendo just turned it into a fun cartoony rhythm game that is sort of like has like a boxing skin over it you know this actually is like attempting to more more truly present you know the these sort of like rules and mechanics of boxing in in like a more serious down-to-earth way and i find it very boring to play and pretty hard to decipher like a normal sports game you've hit the nail on the head talking about punch out like nintendo took a sport and decided to really like re-gamify it in a way that works for a video game and that's just something that i'm not that i haven't really seen in any other boxing title that we've covered and you know, this is the problem for me is that, like, this might actually be a pretty good one of these, but I have no idea. And and I and I and frankly, like, I don't care to find out because I'm just not interested in these sports for the most part. I'm kind of bored by it. And I'm bored by the, like, idea of trying to figure these out as video games to to accurately report back on them. And I don't know how many more times I can just say, well, you know, if you like this particular sport, this is probably fine, but I don't have anything to say about it. So I think we were talking about this before recording. And I think this is actually where we are finally going to say we're done with sports games. Um, Yeah, that's, this is it. Uh, We're not going to do, uh, our semi-regular sports desk feature anymore. We're not really going to engage with these with the exception of like, basically the, the idea that we are going with is that every time a new month comes up, we're going to read the Nintendo power. There's pretty much always a section about sports games in there. So that will give us a venue to talk about these in the abstract. And if there's one coming up that we uh, think might actually be worth discussing in just like video game terms, we will give that one a shot. Uh, But yeah, just in general, um, we don't have anything to say about sports games, even in the more sort of like limited way we've tried to discuss them recently. And I don't, I can't imagine that it is that fun to listen to us do that either. So we're just going to cut this one off at the knees. So this also, um, you know, we, we didn't discuss this before, but um, what does this mean for the sports games that are already on the list? Do we leave them there? Do we just take them out at this point? Like, yeah, uh, that's a really good question. And I think, I think, Maybe it means we just take them out. Okay. All right. What do you, I don't know. Do you have any other thoughts about that? I I think taking them out is good because I think that like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think how we've got things right now, like it may imply that we liked these sports games more than the ones that we didn't rank, which is probably, which would probably end up not not being true. Yeah. I mean, if we kept going, we would find ways to place them on the list, but it wouldn't be good for anybody, really. So yeah, and until I find time to redesign the website, it's not really like I'm updating the list right now on the website anyway. Which I, I fair, yeah. I need to get back to at some point, someday. But yeah, I'm not doing that right now. So you know, someday we'll probably have a new website. Probably someday, not too, not too far in the future, we'll probably have a new website with the list. I don't know if I'm going to attempt to keep like having a running list under each episode because um, a little bit of uh, inside baseball when it comes to web development, there's not really a good way to store ranked data like that. (laughs) Um, Especially when the ranks can move like they can on our list. Uh Hi. Yeah. I'm going to stop doing that probably once the website gets updated and it's just going to be like, Hey, here's what the list looks like now. If you want to know what it looked like before, uh, can't really help you. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah. Um, you know, so it goes, uh, but yeah, that's, um, I think our announcement of the sports apocalypse that is about to befall the list. So. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
we, th- this might remove enough things from the list that we can do another 200 games on the list special someday. <laughs> uh, maybe, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I'll have to actually go through and see how many things that removed. You know, we, we will report back. We'll we'll have to probably do some kind of a, a little update that's about about that revision of the list in more detail. Yeah, yeah. Because actually, we might have to go through and discuss like which ones we're actually going to take off, and maybe like if there's yeah, because it might not be all of them. Yeah, we'll just have to see. Uh, but I think that means we're not going to rank boxing legends of the ring. Correct. Because uh, why? Yep. Like just to. Take put it, it on and take it right back off. No, we're not going to do that. This seems like a, a very uh, competently made and uh, quite, you know, I think quite lovingly made boxing game for the Super Nintendo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, it, uh, yeah. Not for us. Yeah. Yep. And hopefully it'll the last time you'll hear us say that. <laughs> With that out of the way, I guess let's uh, move on to the other two games. Uh, yeah, let's let's do it. Let's take a big bite out of these. Uh, Emmy, I, I need to tell you something. Um, Dracula called earlier uh, and said he's he's coming over tonight for you. And I said, OK. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's that's great. OK, uh, that's right. really good. Um, that uh, real is that, that that regular Dracula or assisted living Dracula? <laughs> what are we talking about there? Um, no, this is Gary Oldman Dracula, apparently. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, uh, depending on what part of the movie we're in, I, I think I've got a shot, so yes, know. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, just tell him yeah. to get off your plane and it'll be fine. That's right. Yeah. Um, That's right. We're talking. We went all over the place with with those we references. Sure did. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, <laughs> Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's right? No, it's Bram, right? So I think it's Bram. Yeah. 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 Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, this is uh, uh, based on the movie. It came out in 1992, starring uh, Gary Oldman, Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder, and. Uh, uh, oh, who else was Anthony Hopkins An- is in that right. movie. Yes, yeah. Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, chewing some scenery as Van Helsing in that movie, as he should. Um, yeah, definitely. So, um, I've never seen this movie. Is it? Is this a good one of those? It's interesting. Um, so, another thing to know about that movie is it is a movie directed by Francis Ford Coppola, uh, who did like The Godfather and um, Apocalypse Now. Very, very famous director who was kind of he was he was he was kind of just doing work for hire at this point in the early 90s after some some, you know, setbacks in his career in the, the you know, throughout the 80s, basically. Uh, and it's um it's got its fans. I haven't seen it in a very long time. I think it's very campy in a way that it maybe is not intended to be like, I don't think it is like, you know, kind of like really over the top on purpose is my sense of it. It just sort of ended up that way because of the various like kind of extreme, uh, style choices that were made in it. But, um, you know, it, it was a really different take on a Dracula movie that I think was trying to get quite a bit closer to being an actual adaptation of the novel than, uh, than, than many other things had been before. So, you know, it had a really different version of Dracula. He starts the movie, uh, you know, sort of. Uh, you know, pale and decrepit with a very odd and very specific hairstyle that got parodied a lot. Uh, And then he sort of transforms midway through into a sexy, young, you know, curly haired Gary Oldman. And there's a very like romantic aspect to it. Um, I don't know that I would say Keanu Reeves is good in that movie as the kind of like, uh, you know, hapless hapless lawyer that gets like sent to dracula's castle and uh then has to sort of escape from it in order to try to help uh rescue his his fiance who's under the the influence of dracula but he's memorable in it you know uh he's he's definitely he's definitely you know trying hard in a really kind of uh I don't know, thankless role, I think. Um, And uh, yeah, like it's, you know, it's worth seeing at some point. I think I don't really think it's a movie that lends itself 
easily to adapt adaptation into like a platform game for the Super Nintendo. I will well, say, I mean, which um, is what we got here. Yeah. So. so this one comes to us from Sony ImageSoft and Cygnosis, and uh, versions of Bram Stoker's Dracula came out on everything, including a uh, somewhat infamous version on the Sega CD, which featured digitized actors a la Mortal Kombat in a. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I think like a, a platformer game. Oh, God. Yeah, it also had a lot of FMV sequences that were just like cut straight from the movie. So uh, this is a pretty ho-hum platformer. I, I wrote in my notes that it was acceptable. But honestly, like after having played it again Oof, today, I think I, I was being... I agree with that. I yeah. think I was being pretty generous, actually. Um, so, so here's the thing I will say. Um, I had a thought playing this because like you mentioned this is a Cygnosis game and um Cygnosis you know had this kind of you know history uh you know in like European computer games you know very like kind of eye-catching you know sort of cutting-edge graphics for for some of those um and eventually they would go on to uh be be kind of like a major studio for uh the early like playstation years making you know a variety of different kinds of games and you know those years are kind of infamous for that sort of like full-throated like rejection of 2d games that that like specifically that that like sony pushed as they they really wanted the playstation in the west to be like the place for 3d games and I don't agree with that. I don't think that's a good, that was a good um, tactic for them to take. And it meant that we ended up not getting a lot of really good games, specifically like from Japan, that, you know, would have been awesome for us to get here. But if it stopped Cygnosis from making more games like this, maybe it wasn't so bad. <laughs> yeah. Because this does not seem like their forte, I'm going to be honest. I mean, it just feels like a game with a lot of corners cut. It's got the frustrating mechanic of like not really having much in the way of invincibility frames whenever you get hit. So your health just drains and you can very quickly go from like full health to having to burn through a life in, in really short order. Um, I, yeah. You start the game with a very short um, swipe attack that becomes a much longer swipe attack in the first level that makes me question... Yeah. Why, why is it not just like that in the first place? Like, exactly. Because you never why make lose you it. Go through half, no, like, why make you go through half a level with this, like, little, like, dagger swipe? At enemies that move fast and are always just making a beeline right for you. Like, that's pretty much what this game is. Uh, you are Jonathan Harker. You are the Keanu Reeves character. And you are traveling through various environments that are just filled with, like, rats and wolves and henchmen. I think the game's manual just calls them various types of henchmen. I was reading uh, that as, like, he was just, like, murdering random drunks at a bar. <laughs> it sure seems like it. It sure feels like that, for sure. You go through these pretty linear levels... There are frequently really unfair traps, like just you'll walk under a thing and a rock will fall down and hit you with no way for you to avoid it Mm -hmm. on your first time through. I don't really get why this game's life lives system works the way it does, because basically you take hits really easily. Like you like you said, there's really like no like invincibility frames or anything. Um, And then once you get hit a few times, you die. But then you just respawn instantly after like a really brief fade out um, in the exact place that you died. So I don't unless you hit a checkpoint. That's true, actually. That's true. Uh, I forgot. Some of the levels do have checkpoints, um, and those are really annoying because you do have to make it all the way through to either the end of the level or the next checkpoint before you die. And it means that you can get a you can burn through all of your lives and get a game over in like a couple of minutes. It just feels like a, a very underbaked game. Um, also aside from like, you know, drunks and evil dogs and stuff like that. Sometimes you also fight giant spiders. Were there giant spiders in that movie? I don't know. I'm going to say probably not. (laughs) No, I don't think there were. I don't think there were. There definitely wasn't a big blue Dracula with a whip. 
oh, uh, oh, which is the first boss of the game. Well, what about the dragon? Yeah, what about Dracula? That's my favorite bit in the manual is like, beware of Dracula's fierce dragon. <laughs> and it's like, what? You know, the, the dragon that Dracula always has in all of those yeah, adaptations. Definitely. That's yeah, yeah. I mean, you know that, you know, finally we get a version of the movie that keeps that from the novel. Were they? Uh, which were, was definitely in the novel. Yeah. Were they getting mixed up like with the monsters? Did they think that the monsters oh, was could be, an actual yeah. Dracula, uh, uh, you know, like reimagining or interpretation or adaptation. I, should I, say. I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And yeah. Um, and the other thing about this game that I just want to really highlight is how bad it feels to play, like how bad it feels to move. Like this dude is the slightest, slippiest platform game character I've played. I, I've controlled in a while and it's really, really hard to, you know, maneuver him in what seems like shouldn't be like difficult difficult platforming at least at the start of the game so that combined with the the terrible little sword hits uh is so un, un, un unpleasant to play yeah you have to get right on enemies to attack them but of course if you slide it all then you'll slide right into them which could drain your entire health bar if you stay yeah. within their hitbox for too long so yeah um some of the bosses even as, as nonsensical as they are, are kind of cool looking but that's like mm -hmm. that's the best i could say about yeah. it too is that like i mean there's some there's some okay visual tricks in this game like i like the fact that like the levels sort of start with um like a zoom in on a book page like a mode seven zoom in on a book page that uh, then turns into like the playable level, um, you know, like a, like a picture in the book sort of expands to fill the screen. And then that becomes the level. That's kind of a neat trick. Some of the bosses do look pretty good, but um, that's like the only good things I can say about it. I really didn't like this game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think very highly of it at all. Um, and I guess uh, with that, it's time to rank it. Yep, let's do that. Let's find a place for it on this list. So uh, obviously we're, I think, going to be looking kind of low down on it. Um, there are games that we've played that I think are worse than this. Like, I think that probably RoboCop 3 was sort of a worse game than this. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's like way down there at 2. That's like way down at the bottom. Um what do you think about the Home Alone games? Like Home Alone <sighs> 2. Yeah, it th that that might be a good place to start. I mean Home Alone 2, like Wayne's World right above it, those were some pretty awful games. Yeah, um, so is Family Dog, which is right above that. Yeah. I I would say maybe Skulljagger is a ceiling for this one. I don't think this is better than Skulljagger at all. Yeah, I think Skulljagger was definitely better than this. At the very least, it was more creative. A pirate game with bubblegum? Come on. Y yeah. Yeah, that, right? That is some high concept stuff right there. Um, it sure is. And yeah, oh, that Wayne's World game. like That Wayne's World game is terrible. Uh, really bad. I mean, I that that game is probably worse I, than this, yeah, I right? Think so I, at the very least, it it's incomprehensible. I think I somehow you know? got more mad at playing Wayne's World than I did this one. I mean, I guess that like they probably both play like similarly poorly in terms of like controls, but the Wayne's World game is so obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, we also have Family Dog in there, which is something I barely remember playing now. Yeah, same here. I mean, I remember I, I think that like at least part of my distaste for that game does come from how awful I find like the family dog like cartoon. Yes. You know, uh, and that's not nothing. I mean, that's you know, it is it is based on that. So it does have to bear some of that responsibility. But uh, also not a game I remember super well at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I still feel like it, it was. It was a game worthy of that cartoon, we'll say. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was bad. I remember it being really bad. I just don't remember a lot of specifics about it as a game. We've also got the Great Waldo search in there right below Skulljagger. Which is just kind of there because it's sort of nothing, you know? Yeah, it's a very nothing game, but I... 
I was going to say, like, I guess as a Waldo game on the SNES, it's fine. But actually, like, no, they, I think they could have done really, better. It's not really, though. I think they could have yeah, done much they better. They, they could have done better with that. Um, you know what, though? I do think it's probably a more successful execution of the idea behind it than Bram Stoker's Dracula is. Sure. Okay. So so and maybe maybe I, I would probably put it below that one, at least. Okay, so it sounds like this maybe hinges on whether it goes above or below Family Dog at 194. And I just, I don't remember enough about Family Dog, the game no. anyway. Yeah. Um, it's never a good sign, is it, when we just no. can't remember anything about a game? No, no, I, I really don't remember a lot about Family Dog. I remember watching an episode of that terrible cartoon more than I remember playing the game. Yeah, yeah, same here, same here, yeah. Um. I'm vaguely remembering like having to chase frisbees, and if one fell on the ground, you lose or something like that. Mm, okay. And, like that not being like a mini game, but that being the level, like you had to catch the frisbees in order to move forward. Which like, uh, mm. you know what? Let's just put this above Family Dog at the very okay. least. Like it's based on a better property, and if that's it is if that's that, true. If that's what I have to 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 use to actually make the determination, then so be it. Uh, yeah. So all right. Nope, that sounds uh, sounds good to me. Let's uh, let's go ahead and place uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula at currently one ninety four. Though of course, uh, this whole list, uh, everything's going to move up a little bit <laughs> once we remove all of the sports games from it. So yeah. so congratulations, um, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. You got slightly higher than Family Dog, probably on a technicality. So. Probably, but you know. But we'll never know because there's no way I'm going to go back and play that game again to Hell find out. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, uh, I guess it's time for one more. Um, yeah. We got your aliens versus predators versus terminators versus robocops versus Evil Kramer dead. versus X versus Zephyr. I don't even know. Uh, <laughs> everything is everything. Metaverse fighting games. Oh, Nothing God. matters anymore. Please. No, we're talking about Alien versus Predator. Um, this was a thing that wouldn't actually become a movie until much later on. But no, nope, um, they were trying for I think they were trying for a while, but, uh, you know, it just it just never came together until actually like, uh, you know, about like a decade on from when this this game we're about to talk about came out. Um, but yeah, Alien versus Predator. This was like kind of a like a marketing bonanza. This was sort of like a thing where somebody came up with this idea that it would be really cool for the aliens from the movie alien to fight the predator from the movie predator. And then made a whole bunch of toys, comics, different video games, all this stuff about it. Um, and they weren't, I don't think ever really any of it really connected to each other. Like no one was really trying to make like a continuity of these things from like between mediums, but uh, there sure were a lot of, of pretty much independently created alien versus predator things for a while. Yeah. And, um, some of that stuff was really good. Like the Capcom arcade brawler. Yes. Um, yeah. That thing was a lot of fun. I remember having a lot of fun playing that with friends back in the day. Um, and then some of them weren't like, uh, like this game, like this game, which is also a brawler, uh, and came out like, you know, Roughly, it seems like a year or so before the really good Capcom game you were just referencing, but has, um, you know, really no connection to it, you know, in terms of like the way it's decided to use these concepts in a brawler uh, apart from the license. So, yeah, I mean, with with Cap with the Capcom game, they sort of took the fact that there wasn't you know, like a lot of story there other than yeah. aliens, predators, they fight, grr. Yeah. And kind of use that as, a, that as an excuse to create characters and make up a narrative. And that was all cool. And also the game that they made was a lot of fun to play. Um, this game 
doesn't really do any of that. You just get like very bland, generic. All right, the Predator cleared out all those aliens, but he was like, hey, I'm going to go Predator some more aliens because I'm a Predator yeah. and I'm the Predatoriest Predator that ever Predatored. Um, and that's basically no, it, all uh, you get here with story Yeah, you, do get, you, you get cutscenes between each level, but they are all like, well, the aliens were cleared out here, so the Predator decided to go over there where there were also aliens. Yeah. Like, and that that's it. That's it, the whole story of this it, game. It, it really is like a child wrote this. Like, and, it and is. Then, it's like a then, very uncreative child. And then he went over there, they, and there it, were aliens yeah. in and, the uh, forest. It's like, it's like Gavin from, um, it was a character's name, Gavin from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, that's right. And, yeah. and then the, the predator killed the aliens in the forest. So then the, the predators went back into outer space. Yep. Uh, that's what you get with this one. And despite having like, I, I guess we should talk about who made this game, because I feel oh, like yeah. that that will inform a little bit of what we're going to say about it. Yeah. So this one comes to us from publisher Activision and developer Jorudan. Remember them? We talked about them back in. I think episode 16, the Top Gear episode, uh, they were yep. the developers of Zardion, and they also developed uh, Musia and Imperium. Um, all games that, you know, like, have varying degrees of good and, like, just kind of, I don't know, like, like I, I still think pretty highly of Musia. Um, yeah. Zardion was, yeah, like, the, one of those games that's like, oh, this is close, but it just falls real yeah. short in some areas and just keeps this from being something I could possibly recommend to every to anyone mm -hmm. um and it, it, this one just i don't know this one feels kind of lazy in a way that even those other games don't it um, does yeah like it, it feels it, i don't know it, it's so thin you know yeah it's also strange that like i think this is maybe the only licensed title that jorudan developed um that I can think yeah, of right I think I think you're right. I think you're right. Um, because, yeah, like, I don't know. There's like so, I mean, I think one of the one of the things that's really apparent when you look at this game sort of back to back with the Capcom game, which I know is a totally different game. It probably had a much higher budget, um, you know, definitely different scales of like productions. But like beat em ups especially if they're not like super mechanically complex do need like constant novelty and some spectacle to be fun. Like you need to be moving through different cool environments. You need to have cool things happening around you in the levels. You need to have different kinds of enemies to fight. And um, yeah, this game doesn't do any of that. Like the Capcom game does and you can see how well that works for them. But this game it has probably the most like repetitive, boring levels of, of a beat em up that I've seen. And there's some there, there's there's parts of these levels, really long parts where the level will just stop and throw wave after wave after oh, wave yeah. of enemies at you. And it's so tedious, unbelievably tedious. So we should talk a little bit about the controls for this one. Um, sure. So, you know, you've yeah, got your basic. Important. You know, you, you can jab, you can kind of combo. You do get a slide attack, which I kind of like, just by pressing the L or R buttons, which go in the direction. Um, it's like like the L button always makes you slide left. The R button always makes you slide right, which is interesting. I don't know if that's a decision I would have made or encouraged. Uh, I, I think I would have just mapped the slide to one button and had... Had, had it be modified by what direction you're yeah pressing yeah um but you know but still th those moves can be really handy in a pinch they can you know they usually knock enemies down immediately once when you make contact so it can be a good way of getting a lot of enemies off of you if you're being overwhelmed um you you can throw enemies although i i found the throwing in this game to be really finicky in a way that i have not Yeah, it's really inconsistent i yeah. didn't like using it um, and then you have the laser and this is where I think this game's got big problems because the laser means that this game very quickly becomes an exercise in just timing of like holding down the laser button, 
waiting for the alien to get up after you've knocked it down, releasing it, knocking it down with the laser again, and just repeating that for five million years. Yeah, pretty much. I don't, I don't know how many types of enemies this game has, but let's say it has like 12. I think it shows you nine of those in the first level. And then it's the same yeah, ones yeah. with a couple extras, you know, thrown in here and there for the rest of the game. And, and yeah, that strategy you just described works with like all. of yeah, them. Yeah. And really, you don't have a whole lot of options with some of the enemies, um, you know, because they'll they'll rush you down too quickly. They can jump at you from off screen. So large chunks of the screen are, are not really safe for you to be in. Um so yeah, the game kind of encourages that sort of behavior and you're, you're the predator. You're supposed to feel powerful. Um, so they're trying to mix up, you know, your, your average move set when normally in a game like this, you'd be pretty much limited to, you know, weak and strong punches and kicks and things like that. But, uh, they just did not mix it up in a way that leads to interesting and engaging combat. Yeah, and, like, there are also a couple of, like, power-ups you can get in this, and I'm really pretty confused by those as well. Like, you can get, uh, uh there's a couple of different kinds of projectiles. There's, like, the Predator's little, like, disc, like, like, chakram thing, uh, or, like, boomerang thing. And there's a, there's a spear that you can get, but those are both just like, you know, limited use projectiles. Uh, the game tends to actually give you like too many of those at one time I found. And this is, this is really strange because this is uh, important to note a one player beat em up. There's no option for a second player here. So I don't really get why it would give you like multiple different like chakrams at once and then force you to like abandon one of them because you can't pick it up until you've used the the previous one and uh they're on screen for a limited time um and there's also a really useless feeling um version of the like invisibility the predator can do that you can pick up yeah i don't that's like that that shows up like 20 seconds into the first level. And it's really bad because it makes the predator borderline invisible to you, the player, and doesn't really seem to confer any like actual benefits. As far as I could tell, I don't know why that's a power up in this game the way it is. I feel like, you know, they, they almost had something with the laser because you're supposed to charge it up, um, you know, so you can't just spam it. That that part's kind of good. But again, you know, I think that maybe a brawler like this is better served with some kind of meter that builds yeah. up over time. And maybe the more meter you've got, you know, the more tools that you've got available right. to you, you know, like maybe the invisibility is something you can trigger where like, you know, you can only use weaker attacks for a bit, but they can't hit you for, you know, a period of time. So it's just a good way of like, Hey, I just need to, to get out because I'm overwhelmed mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. That would make sense. Something like that. Um, I don't know. I think there's a lot of more interesting ways they could have done this. Even if, you know, like they, they didn't embellish anything else. There's just better ways they could have implemented the predators tool set here, uh, to, to lead to just more interesting, um, and varied combat that they did not do. And instead you're just left with this thing that, Honestly, like the nicest thing I can say about it is it kept my hands busy for yeah, a while. That's I mean, honestly it, like it's a functional game. <laughs> um, I guess one thing you can say about it is that it doesn't have uh, really like ill-advised platforming, which is a problem in some beat em ups. But that doesn't really make what's here any better. Um, yeah, it kept my hands busy, too. Um, I also think it's weird that like this game feels cheap in the way that like arcade beat-em-ups of this era tended to even though this was never an arcade game so the only thing it's doing is running out your lives so that you have to start over again um like the bosses in this can move very fast and are very hard to hit in places and um yeah like it just really cheap feeling in some cases so uh i don't i don't know i don't know this is a real this is weak. Uh, also, the music is wildly inappropriate for this game. Like, it sounds nothing like anything from either of the respective franchises. It feels really, it gives the game a really strange tone, I think. It's very, like, kind of 
bouncy music in some cases. So yeah, you know, it's it's got the problems of like a final fight in the sense that it's only one player, but it's not good like final fight though. Yeah, it's a, it's also way worse than that. Yeah. And uh you know, it feels kind of janky like Rival Turf but not in a fun way. No. And uh, I don't know if you got to any of the bosses. I did. I did get to yeah, I got to the the first boss and uh could not beat him and did not want to go all the way back through the game again to to try to get to him. So you you beat this game though on like the easiest difficulty, yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of the bosses are very cheap. Um, I I had to beat the first boss by just using slide kicks. Yeah, like the yeah. Jump out of the water, I would just slide kick it, and it took forever. Yeah, you've you've also got like a, a screen clearing attack, but that that assumes some of your health. Yeah, if your health is too low, you can't do it. Right. Um, yeah, no. Um, I watched a long play of the rest of this game because I I didn't, I didn't I didn't feel like forcing myself to go through that early part again to get to somewhere new. So, yeah, it's um it's not good. No, there's way way better brawlers on the Super Nintendo. In fact, I this might be the worst brawler over, on the Super Nintendo. Yeah, actually, going over to the list, I'm I'm looking down at the bottom and trying to find like what is the lowest ranked like belt scrolling brawler that we've got. Is it Brawl um, Brothers? Was that the that the lowest rated one? Let's see, where's Brawl Brothers right now? It's probably not super low, but Brawl Brothers is 95, so a bit higher than I actually thought. Yeah, we must have something lower than that. We, I'm thinking. we probably have something lower than that, but I can't think um, of what it is right now. Did we ever do combat tribes? Oh, we did do combat tribes. Yeah, that was not good. Yeah, that one's one seventy five. Right okay, now. Um, but I think this is this is worse than that. Worse than yeah, that. that's like a real video um, game. <laughs> this is this is rough. Yeah, I mean we've got um, you know we we did talk about Zardion a little bit because it's another Jordan thing. Uh, like Zardion, like I remember that being ambitious. Yeah, I, I remember had... thinking. Yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah, I mean, Zardion at least had some unique gameplay ideas and a really, like, shockingly well-developed, like, story, or, like, setting for its story. Like, uh, that's the thing I remember about Zardion is, like, there was clearly, like, a, a, a strange amount of effort put into the, the like, world-building for that game, uh, despite how basic of a game itself it, it was itself. Yeah, I... Mm, it, we're getting closer and closer to Bram Stoker's Dracula at this point at 194. I don't, I mean, this isn't as bad as Bram Stoker's Dracula for sure. Um, you know what? I might put this above Wolf Child at 191. Mm, yeah, I could see that. I think it, it's probably better than Wolf Child. Um, Would you put it above Best of the Best Championship Karate? You know, I think I actually would. Yeah. Like I found, okay. I mean, I, I don't know. This game is bad and very repetitive, but it is, it is on a basic level, quite functional in a way that I think best of the best, uh, you know, it's fine for what it is, but it's just like so basic Okay. that, yeah. Um, um I don't know about spin dizzy worlds. Yeah. That was that really weird, like top game right yeah that was the top game um it was it was certainly different <laughs> i mean yeah not not a lot of games like that on the super nintendo mm -hmm. so yeah maybe we just put this up right below spin dizzy worlds i mean that'll put it above tko championship boxing but that's gonna probably go that's probably gonna come off the list um yeah i'd be all right with that how do you feel about putting it right below spin dizzy worlds yeah i'm, I'm fine i'm fine with that Let's let's do it. Um, so yeah, so congratulations, I guess. Uh, yeah, uh, what an honor! The best rated game of the day uh, among a truly terrible platform game that only ranks slightly below it, and a boxing game that we did not put on the list. So, <laughs> uh, congrats, Alien versus Predator. Yep. Yeah, you you sure did something there. And yeah, so that's uh, that's going to do it for us for today. I sure hope the next episode has something better for yeah, us. Yeah, um, didn't mention this at the top of the episode, but this is the first group of games from September uh, 93. And uh, month is not off to a super strong start yet. I'm sure it'll pick up at some point. 
But uh, what do we have next time? Uh, next time, we've got Captain America and the Avengers. So that'll probably be all right, hopefully. Um, we've got Cool Spot. So 7-Up uh, Game. And then, um, okay, so then we've got a, a couple of things here. Okay, we got GP1, which is a racing game. Is that, do we do that one, or is that two sports at this point for us? <sighs> That might be two sports at this point, honestly. Like, I think if it's like a more realistic, like, semi type of racing game, we might not have a lot to say about it. Okay. We've also got Macrobot Golf, which is golf, but with robots. So let's at least try that one. Let's try that one and see how it goes. Okay. Let's say, like, maybe it'll be a little bit of a surprise. We'll have to see what GP1 yeah. is like. So maybe. Yeah, if we'll GP1 be back. is worth it, we'll yeah. do that. And if not, we'll, we'll, give a shot to uh acrobat golf yeah yeah so so one of those but definitely captain america and the avengers and cool spot so uh all right so uh well, bring fine. bring your uh, thirst that's right to, to be your thirst to be, for abs for for yeah to be quenched by some some seven up some delicious delicious seven up is seven up still a brand oh yeah oh, it's okay. still a brand. okay I, I feel like i haven't seen yeah. seven up in a while like any, any yeah, place, I don't you know, think like, they're pushing it that hard, but yeah. Like, like I, I always see like Sprite or Sierra Mist, you know, like I don't see 7-Up anymore. I think Sierra Mist has definitely kind of overtaken it, at least in this part of the country. I don't know if that's the case everywhere, but but yeah, Sierra Mist is, is definitely one I see more often than 7-Up these days. But uh, yeah, they do still sell 7-Up. Okay, so. well, good. I'm glad to hear that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, i sure you were, you know, really <laughs> worried about that. Yes, yeah. Sure. I was really worried about that little spot guy. I hope he's still getting work. All right, folks, that is going to do it for us for today. Thank you all so much for listening, as, as always. Um, and, uh, you know, hey, um, capitalism. I don't, I don't, I don't know. We, we, you know, a lot's happened since the last episode. We could say a lot, but I, I don't know what, I don't know what good that's going to do. So let's just leave it there, I think. I don't, I don't know that I could add anything useful either but uh hang in there folks yeah we hope Uh, you're all doing well at least we hope you're all doing okay yeah and um you know we'll get through this yeah but uh yeah all Uh, right until next time i am emmy zero i'm steampunk link Our intro outro song is How Now Brown Cow by Technoaxe, who very generously offers a ton of great music for free and royalty free at technoaxe.com. That's T E K N O A X E.com. All right. I do a little, little Dracula thing at the end there. <laughs> oh, that, okay. That I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't pick I, up on I that. Don't, I, don't think that, I don't think that worked very well, but you know. Uh, this game's amazing just for the instruction manual alone. You guys, we're just going to rank the instruction. We're just going to rank instruction manuals from now on. Now yeah, that we've got that's them all, all. That's the show. Yeah. That's the show. Uh, we're just going to rank instruction manuals. Um, yeah. Um, which, uh, which means that, uh, you know, Earthbound is either coming out uh, right at the head of the pack or dead last, given that it came with that, like, giant strategy guide. But, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>